this wholeness comes from the inside out. When we're living congruently with our values, there's happiness because there is that sense of wholeness. This wholeness is when the way of your being matches the truth of your being. Today we're going to talk about what are the symptoms of grief and I think most of us have experienced a loss of some kind in our life, whether it's been a loss in opportunity, whether it's been lost through something like a divorce, or even um, especially the loss of a loved one. We've all dealt with loss and grief in some way and so today we're going to talk about the symptoms that you can watch for and then also help identify the five stages of grief that are common for people to go through. And we hope that by sharing these things that whether you are struggling with loss in your life or that you're supporting someone else, that you'll have the tools and the awareness that you need to support them more fully as they work through grief. As we studied the root meaning of grief, it was interesting to find that one of the associative words is heavy mm. and like mental pain and sorrow. I think that's mm. a good um, definition of the word, For but sure. it is a very heavy feeling. It feels heavy in the body, wouldn't you say? For so sure. Think about the, the heartbeat and what would the heartbeat do in a state of grief? Mm. It would, It would just be slow and heavy almost. I don't know, you know, the heart kind of slows down and almost becomes non-existent at the beat of the heart, I think, in, yeah. in a time of grief. Um, I think about the breathing. The breathing would be like shallow, like, but not, you know, not able to get that deep breath, that mm -hmm. feeling that un unable to get that deep breath. Mm -hmm. um, the eyes, of course, you know, we would associate those with sad eyes, very sad, mm -hmm. sad eyes. And any tension in the body, I think maybe the chest would feel very tight, tight maybe a lump in the throat. Mm -hmm. I know when um, my, my mom passed away, it was really hard to eat. I needed to eat mm -hmm. foods that I could just swallow hard because if yeah. it was something I felt like I could choke, it was a lot of Oh, emotion yeah. in my in my oh, wow. in my neck um, as yeah. while she was after she had passed for those first few weeks. You know, this may be a strange connection, but I was thinking about this the other day. Like when you have a sliver, how you're so careful to not like a sliver in your foot. Yeah. How you try not to step on that because every single step would create that pain. And right. It's almost the same with grief. It's like you've got that sliver in your heart, yes. you know, or that shard or that broken piece in your heart. And yeah. and so you don't want to breathe. You don't want right. to exhale. You don't. You're going to feel the pain yeah. with every breath at times. Mm. And, and so that sounds so right. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. There are lots of different ways, though, that we experience grief. And it's not just from the death of a loved one. Right. Right. You, even losing a job or losing a, an animal that you love, um, lost opportunities like we mentioned. There are a lot of reasons that we encounter grief in our life and so it's important to uh, recognize what stages that we're going to go through as we work through all the emotions associated with that. So we'd like to share with you the five stages of grief. The first stage is denial. The second stage then is anger. 
The third common stage is bargaining. The fourth is depression. And then finally, the last stage is acceptance. And we're going to talk about each one of these because mm-hmm. I think each one's important to understand. And it's under, it's important to understand that they don't necessarily go in order sometimes. Right. There can right. be, you know, you can have a level of acceptance and then move into another state and have to re-accept again, I think. Yes. So it's important sure. to, to honor where you go on the stage, the cycle of grief, and, and honor your, your own cycle. Yeah. So as we talk about denial, the first stage, often when we have that loss, that initial sense of shock, Mm -hmm. um, horror, those feelings of this can't be happening, this can't be true, this can't be real, Mm -hmm. um, those are some of the first feelings that that often come up for us. And in that state, um, we, we can often shut down a little bit. It's just our first line of defense to resist. This can't be. I don't want this happening. I don't want to deal with this or look at this. Mm-hmm. And b- people may have that response in a variety of ways, whether they just can't actually even connect to the message or the truth of what's happening mm-hmm. or... Um, whether some other emotion comes up. We talked about laughter. Yeah, I had a friend who passed away in my senior year of high school. And when my friends came to tell me, I felt the need to laugh. And I said, I feel like I need to laugh. And it was really confusing to me. But I realized it was my my denial. It was that 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 section of grief where I was in denial. And and that's how it presented itself physically. Yeah. Outward was was with just needing to laugh. Like you almost can't believe it right. has to be a joke. It couldn't be true. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it felt. Like they were teasing me, maybe yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. So the second stage of grief is anger. Anger is one that we need to be really patient with ourselves. You know, one of the reasons why we can go through grief too is maybe um, we have been diagnosed with a chronic illness. Oh yeah. Or um, you know we've or we've lost something that's been meaningful, you know, yeah. and anger is one that will show up differently, and we need to honor and respect our own anger and the anger of others. I heard an interesting interview with a woman who lived through the Holocaust, and she said something to the effect of, "You get through healing. You had to go through anger to get through healing, and even mm. she had to give herself For the sure. time to be angry and uh, anger." is that we call it the secondary emotion and that's so true because the deep emotion is grief in this situation but it's part of that grief yeah and it's okay if people um have if the anger doesn't make sense either because there are times when we when someone does pass away sometimes people will have anger geared toward that person because they passed away and Mm -hmm. it might not make sense logically but it's a very logical part of grief and it's okay you, you could be angry at god Right. Or you could be angry at, at the other person if somebody was involved in, right. in that death. Or you could be angry at the person that got the job instead of you. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of... You could be angry at yourself, yeah. you know. The why me yes. can be the anger part of that cycle. Yes. And I love what you said about um, that anger is a secondary emotion, um, that grief is coming up first. But one of the reasons we become angry is when we feel out of control yeah and then we get angry and it makes us feel in control Mm -hmm. of something and so 
I think that's important to mm-hmm. realize too that that people struggling with grief they are just grasping with this out of control yeah. feeling in their life that's so difficult to bear mm-hmm. and, and that's one way to yeah. get through that yeah that, that's so good that's true yeah. We also have, um, a, the third is a bargaining. Yeah, and I, I think this is a point where, you know, it, it, things are not going to change. Things are not going to be different. Yeah. Um, but now you're starting to doubt yourself or doubt God. You know, well, what if I had done this? Well, right. what if I had um, been able to do that? It's like uh, you're trying to somehow get back. Mm-hmm. reverse what has happened mm-hmm. um, and that can be such a difficult stage because uh, the guilt or shame or blame mm-hmm. that we put on ourselves when we believe that there's something we should have or could have done mm-hmm. to avoid the loss I know that can be a really heavy load to bear and and for me at, that's a point where I just have to go into trust mm-hmm. um, trusting myself trusting mm-hmm my life path, uh, the life path of others, um, trusting God, mm-hmm. because sometimes there's just no way to make sense of what has happened. I think both of those, bargaining and anger, you know, they each have the question, why me, or um, or what if, right. you know, and those are mental, those are questions of yes. the mind, and yeah. so honor that the mind's moving and, and, and having those experiences, and if it seems like you can't pull out of that that's when you bring the sensation down into your heart that would be the easiest way is to let that heart do the work because when you're in your heart then the trust can can arise without much what much effort and that there's a point too where um maybe when you're done bargaining uh that there there will be a point of acceptance and and acceptance is a really Mm -hmm. important step because it's hard to move past our difficult situations if we're continually resisting them or fighting against them or wishing Mm -hmm. it didn't happen or going. It's hard. What you resist will persist. And so to continue fighting the anger and the frustration, you will continue to get that anger and frustration. And and so accepting will help bring you to maybe a point of resolve or at least neutrality. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, sometimes we move into depression and we have depression. And I think, how could you not when you have a loss? Even, and we got to give ourselves credit for when it's a loss of of a job or a loss of an opportunity or something that we were excited about and it, and we get that disappointment and that grief. Um, We need to be patient with ourselves and, and feel that, you know, depression isn't always just laying in bed all day. Depression is just a feeling, a depressed feeling all of the emotions become depressed. They become mm. less, um, less vibrant in our lives. Yes, and that's what depression is. It's not that we will ever get over the grief. The grief doesn't go away. Yeah, but we will be able to experience joy and happiness at, at a higher level as we as we heal from and work through our grief. Yeah, and I know um, Robbie Parker is the father of. Um, Emily Parker that was killed at the Sandy Hook shooting, one of the 20 children killed there. And I just heard him speak last Mm -hmm. weekend, and he was saying that um, the grief for him just became shades and shades of gray, like you were talking about. And, And he distinctly remembers the first time 
that he was in a grocery store and someone came up and asked him if he needed help and he was he was in another state it wasn't anyone that knew him or what was going mm-hmm. on but he was looking down and he said he he looked up and he noticed that the clerk had this bright green most beautiful green apron on just mm-hmm. their you know yeah, store, store yeah. clothing um and that was the first time he noticed color oh wow and yeah. he recognized that that it was the first time he was seeing color again. And wow. I thought that was such a powerful visual. Um, yeah. visual yes. 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 And okay. so as we can move past the depression, then the final stage is moving into acceptance. And for you to be able to accept what has happened, to be able to be at peace, uh, no longer fighting against the could-haves or would-haves or should-haves mm-hmm. or... What ifs? Um, or what ifs? Like, yes, yeah. and allow yourself to be resolved that this did occur. This was my life experience, mm-hmm. and now from that point, being open to learn and grow and create kind of a new experience. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a great podcast called Seeing Green, or it's not a podcast; it's a talk yeah. on Hope Works, and I. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, we'll put the link below because I can't remember the lady's name, but she talked about how before her daughter's death, how the world was just all yellow, all yellow. Everything she saw was yellow symbolically. And after her um, daughter passed away, that the world, it was like everything was blue. Mm-hmm. And she would try to go back into that yellow world and just didn't mm-hmm. fit in. It didn't feel right. But to stay in that blue world didn't feel good either mm-hmm. and she said that she finally had to merge those two worlds together and see green mm-hmm. in her life and I thought that was such a beautiful analogy and and a visual way to think about it it's it's not that after grief or loss you're going to go back to your normal right. life or right. your old life um, it will be a new life yeah. that's created um, kind of woven in with the experiences of loss and and allow that to be okay too that that life may be different Mm -hmm. from now on but it can also be beautiful so true and if you are experiencing or going through grief or or supporting someone who's dealing with grief we send our love and affection to you Uh, we support you and send special prayers and love Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. and um just know that from our hearts we would pray that you will be surrounded in love that you will feel the comfort and the warmth that you will know without doubt that you are loved and that you are being watched over yeah we found that there's a couple of different things that are important for you to think about the first is understanding your own emotion the second um, getting the support that you need and the last thing is how to really take care of yourself. And so we have uh, lit this little candle for you, um, and we'll talk about that later in our episode, but we're excited to support you as you work through your grief in a healthy way. One of the most important things that we can do is really allow ourselves to feel what we feel. There's no set emotional pattern that has to happen. There's no set 
emotions you should feel first or second or third in in the way that every minute could change. Yeah. You could be feeling deep sadness and loss and then think of a funny memory and feel yeah. like laughing or, yeah. um, you know, move from anger into joy or gratitude at, at a life that was shared or, or experiences that you've had. So I think just allowing yourself, first of all, to feel whatever you're feeling is perfectly okay. And I remember one of the best tips I've heard on helping others when they're dealing with grief mm-hmm. is just to judge how they are feeling before you respond. So so this tip is for somebody that's supporting you or helping you in grief, but um, to allow whoever is experienced the grief to have those moments and those mm-hmm. almost unexplainable emotions. Yeah where it, it could go from one extreme to the other and and the person supporting you should match that mm-hmm. and not try to set um, like a thermostat would set the temperature but yeah. a barometer reads the temperature yeah, is that right? we talked about that in another video <laughs> yeah. and that was so such a good advice yeah. to read the room instead yeah. of go in with an idea of how you're going to make them feel better to yeah. actually go in and take the temperature of the room. Yeah. yeah. So if I was supporting someone in grief, if they're laughing, I would laugh with them. If they are crying, I I could cry with yeah. them or give them a shoulder to cry on. If they're angry, I would let them express it, you know, and, and it's important for me to not try to curb what emotion they're feeling. Yeah. Um, the second thing is something that's so important, and that is to allow the pain to move through mm. you. A lot of times we feel that pain and we just clamp down yeah. in our heart. We just bury it. We don't, we hold on to it. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to touch yeah. it. It's and almost so, a natural thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that pain gets trapped inside of us. And I learned something so powerful from our daughter, and I'm sharing this with her permission, Um, But she went through a divorce a couple of years ago, and it was not what she had wanted. It was not what she had hoped or or had expected would be her life path. And so there was a lot of grief and loss in this experience. And she lives halfway around the world. And I remember one day feeling that something was wrong, you know, a mother's intuition. Mm -hmm. And so I called her and I said, how are you doing? And she said, oh, how did you know? Today has been pretty rough. And mm. I said, what happened? And she said that she'd been feeling a lot of sadness. And she went out and she lived across from the, the ocean. And so she went to the beach and sat down and just said to the universe, I am sad. And I said, that's so beautiful that you would honor that feeling in yourself, you know, then what happened? And she said that she just started crying, just uncontrollably, just letting mm-hmm. the tears flow. And mm-hmm. and then she just yelled again out into the ocean, mm-hmm. I am sad. And the tears just were falling. And I said, that is incredible for you to feel that and express that. And then what happened? And She said, you know, I cried for a while and I just kept saying it whenever I felt it. I'm sad. And um, I said, well, how did it end? And 
She said, oh, after about 20 minutes, I was tired of being sad. And so mm. I, I got up and I took a walk along the beach and I um, just tried to gather my strength and my mm. feelings back. And that was such a powerful example to just let that sadness flow through yeah. her and not resist and not mm-hmm. hold on to it, but just feel it, acknowledge mm-hmm. that you're feeling it, mm-hmm. honor that you're feeling it, and then let it go. I think one thing that she did too was she didn't go into questioning. Right. You know, she didn't try to make any, a reason for why yeah. she shouldn't or why she should. Right. She just felt the emotion. Yeah. And that's a different feeling. A lot of times we go into, well... Have we come up with a story or reason or go th- go through those in our minds of why we feel this way or yeah. what this person did or what we didn't do? And and it's important to just feel it. Mm-hmm. Just feel the grief. And and sometimes that sad and pain is so hard we just want right. to disassociate from it almost. But it doesn't go away. You yeah. know, we have to address it now or ten years from now. Yeah. So why not now? Well, we've been trained to stop crying. Yeah. For sure. We've been trained to stop crying, and yeah. I don't think that's the best service that we have given ourselves. Right. Because uh, crying is not the problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> crying is not the problem. Right. Another um, way we need to be healthy about our grief is to allow ourselves a time schedule that is our very own. Mm. And there are times when grief will show up, and we won't understand why it's showing up again. Um, a lot of times I've heard people say it comes in waves, Yeah. but there will be time that as time moves on, it will hit you it, uh, later on. It could hit you at any moment and that's okay too, but to take time off the table and, and not compare yourself with someone else in their timetable. Mm-hmm. I know it, with my mom's passing, there are years where it's more difficult than other years. There's just sometimes mm-hmm. it hits me and I think, why is it hitting me now this many years later? And it just does. And that's mm-hmm. all that there is to it. Yeah. The time just has its own way of, of moving through grief. And, and that's okay. They say time heals all wounds. And it really is more of the healing is when we can pull back from the grief and begin to feel joy and peace again. It's mm-hmm. actually the grief will never go away. It's just that now we can bring in joy and, and happiness mm-hmm. and peace and then we can kind of feel that in addition to our grief and it becomes a whole new experience. Yeah. And that's that's when the healing comes and we don't want that to go. We don't want the grief to go away because yeah. we there was a loss there. Mm-hmm. There was a loss there. And maybe you know with smaller things then we kind of move on and it doesn't it doesn't attack us anymore. Mm-hmm. You know with a with a job loss or yeah. or a lost opportunity, some of those things can can move forward um, and move away, but when we get into those loss of a loved one and and loss of um, an ideal life that we we have to go through those stages of grief, Mm -hmm. then the time might be different and it might show up at a back and forth kind of movement. Yeah, that's great. The next um, thing we'd like to suggest to just help you have that healthy um, process of grief is to make sure that you have a support system or a support network. It's so valuable like we've already discussed to be able to express emotion mm-hmm. to share emotion but there's something so um, soothing like a balm to the soul when there's a listening ear mm-hmm. you know a shoulder to cry on somebody to understand mm-hmm. how you feel and 
And that can be a family member, that can be friends, that can be a therapist. I, I've spent plenty of time in a therapist's office. In Greece. <laughs> so grateful yeah. Yeah. for somebody to listen and that understands me and how, how they're educated to help us move through that grief. Um, mm-hmm. So that can be so powerful for us. But I think often uh, we've we've discussed how in grief sometimes there's depression that accompanies that, and there's a tendency sometimes to isolate yourself when you're experiencing mm-hmm. that depression and that's what we want to avoid the emotions become bigger and harder and for sure more difficult to process on your own and so as we can reach out and find those support groups those networks of family and friends the therapists whatever you need um, or whatever feels right for you we just want to make sure that you have that support that you need And one of the things that is so supportive to me when I am processing my emotion is just Mother Earth. I find nature very um, gentle and uh, loving and encouraging just to get out and have the fresh air, number one, Mm -hmm. is so good for us. To get the sunlight is so healthy for us Mm -hmm. and brings in that vitamin D Mm -hmm. that we need. but also even trees, the aroma of pine or mm-hmm. different trees are so grounding for us. And so nature can really be a safe place for you to process and and work through your emotions and be supported at the same time. I remember there was a time period when I was going through some grief and I would stand in the sun and I could imagine the the wounds of my grief even mm. in my body. And I would imagine the sun healing those wounds. And as time would go by, I could feel the wounds get smaller and smaller. That's incredible. And it was so helpful to see the progress of yeah. where I was. That was yeah. what was so helpful is I could I could feel those wounds begin to heal by the, with the sun. So the sun is so healing. And, and I think that was something that probably helped your daughter was being in mm, nature. Right. I think yeah, that, was, think that so helped too. her to to process through yeah. a little bit. So if, if you're not an outdoorsy type person, just try and do the best you can to get some of those um, into your those experiences into your life mm-hmm. with Mother Earth. I think that's mm-hmm. it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. And there's, I'm glad you said that because there's so many um, audio or music that has the sound of the ocean in the background. Yeah. And that's a beautiful um, just kind of visual for you if you wanted to meditate with something like that because you can imagine the water washing in over you, bringing joy Mm -hmm. or peace or calm or solace, whatever it is you need. And that as the water washes back out, that it's taking that grief and that pain you know, and, and that can become a really good sensory experience. That's a great idea. That's Even great if you idea. don't live by the <laughs> ocean or yeah, by nature. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, it's important to work through grief um, in a healthy way with attending to your physical needs. Yeah. Now, I'm, I talked about it was hard for me to eat when I was going through grief, mm-hmm. but it was so important to get the food and the nutrition and the sleep that we sure. need because our body is... It's in a suppressed state, yeah, and so uh, it needs the regular, you know, exercise, all those mm-hmm. things to help keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to add on in a, a sickness or any of those yeah. things on top yeah. of the grief, 
but using um, those those kind of key things uh, nutrition and sleep and exercise the best that you can do yeah um, that's important to to work through grief health healthily yeah and we thought of lighting this candle for you because um, it's important even to just acknowledge yourself and acknowledge mm-hmm. what you're going through and and you could light a candle every morning and let it burn to say this is honoring me and mm-hmm. the the pain and the struggle I'm going through right now and and sometimes people have a really hard time connecting to their emotion and I understand that it's not a comfortable place mm-hmm. for some people but you could even light a, one of these little tea lights once a day and say well this candle is burning I'm going to allow myself to feel mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to push anything down or or mm-hmm. fight or resist I'm just going to let myself feel whatever shows up for the next hour, however mm-hmm. long it burns. And so just know that we love you and that we are concerned about you and that we are here to support you. And so many resources mm-hmm. on our website, thewholenessnetwork.com, that are meant to support you and your emotions and the challenges that you're experiencing in your life that are making you feel less than whole. Wholeness is important to us, and we hope that you can work through your grief in a healthy way and find yourself in a place where you are living life whole. Feel empowered every day with wholeness videos, meditations, downloads, classes, and more by joining the Wholeness Library at thewholenessnetwork.com.